I feel the biggest pain when I see people who cannot find their place under the sun. Unmotivated, sad and desperate people. Business owners, entrepreneurs suffering from burnout, stress and boredom and no time for their family. My biggest goal is to help them realize that this world provides enough opportunities for everybody. I managed to help thousands of people, but I strongly believe that we can do so much more if we unite our knowledge and skills. And this is the reason I started doing interviews with the best visionaries and world changers. Their inspiring personal and success stories are a proof that everything is possible. All you have to do is listen and learn. Together, we can change our lives and the future of this world. Hello, my name is Milan Mori. I'm the founder of the Warrior Family podcast, the podcast that wants you to inspire, to have it all in your life, in all areas of your life, to have a successful marriage, a great relationship with your kids, a successful business and time for yourself and for your family. Look great, have a fit body, enough energy to travel and to do the stuff that you enjoy doing. And today I have a guest, a special guest. I read almost all of his books, but not 31 of the books. <laughs> and this one is my favorite, Triggers. And probably you know that I'm talking about Dr. Marshall Goldsmith. He's number one leadership thinker in the world. So welcome, Dr. Marshall. Thank on my me. Warrior Family podcast, it's a great pleasure to have you here. Thank you so much. Yeah, it took some time uh, to organize uh, all of this, and I'm so happy to meet you in Kazakhstan. You said you are first time in the Kazakhstan. It is. This is country number 101 for me. 101 country. Mm -hmm. Wow, it's a lot of traveling. And uh, like maybe let's start with this. Let's test your intuition. What do you think that is going to be the first question that I'm going to ask you? <laughs> <laughs> Something about leadership. Something about leadership. Maybe not, but okay, maybe good. you are right. Uh, I want to talk about leadership too, but uh, my, my main mission for this Warrior Family podcast is to give my audience, audience the advice and tips on how to have it all. Like sure. you, you are working with many top CEOs and entrepreneurs in the world. Right. Uh, and do you think that they really have it all? It's more maybe about the business and how is the, their personal life affecting their professional life? Oh, it depends. Some of them, I'd say, have a fantastic personal life and some of them are disasters, like any other group of people. Uh, if you do a study of, uh, for example, wealth and happiness, mm -hmm. Once you get beyond a middle class level of income, there's not a whole lot of correlation between wealth and happiness, no, which means rich people may be happier, they may be less happy. Mm -hmm. So uh, yeah, my clients on the whole, on the whole I'd say they have pretty good lives and um, pretty good family lives. Not all of them, of course, but I'd say above average. I'm sure that when, when they meet you after that, they have good family life. But before, like, uh, I know that we are used to work as entrepreneurs and CEOs for right. 12, 14 hours a day. Right. And it's not easy to find and create some time and space right. for our kids and family. Right. So I read in your book, Moyo, yes. I read it that uh, one day 
your daughter, you ask your kids. Right, how can I be a better father? How can you be, be a better father? Right. So I have a daughter, she is seven, she's going to be eight now. Good. And son Samuel, she, he's going to be seven years old. Good. And I have the whole world in front of me, yes. the whole life. So what advice would you give me to become I, a better father? I would give the same advice that's in the book. Yeah. Ask your kids how you can be better and also measure. Measure how many minutes a day you spend one-on-one -on -one time with each child. Uh, when I started doing that, um, my daughter, I asked my daughter, what can I do to be a better father? Mm -hmm. She said, Daddy, you travel a lot, but that's not what bothers me. What bothers me is the way you act when you come home. You talk on the phone, you watch sports, you don't spend much time with me. And she said, um, one time I to go to a party at my friend's house and mommy didn't let me go. Yep. I had to stay with you and then you spent no time with me. She said, that's not right. So I started, I was, I'm going to do better. I started measuring how many days I could spend four hours with my family. 1991, 92 days. 1992, 110. 1993, 131. 1994, 135. I made more money the year I spent 135 than the year I spent 20. Wow. That's January 1, 1995. They're yeah, both teenagers. Yeah. How, how say, old they were Kids, then? Kids, look, 135 days with four hours with dad. What goal this year? How about 150? They both said, no. <laughs> it no. was too much too already. Much, <laughs> too much. Too <laughs> much. <laughs> Cut back. <laughs> Cut back, daddy. <laughs> Too much daddy. <laughs> Too much of daddy. But what I'm fascinating, uh, fascinated about you is that you have a system uh, for tracking everything. I do, yes. So like, when, you, when you tell to somebody, track how many minutes you spend with your family and kids, right. they usually go like, I'm not going to track that. Why is tracking so important? Well, what we measure, we tend to do. Mm -hmm. What we don't measure, we tend not to do. Measurement, what we measure drives away what we don't measure. Mm. If you measure one thing and don't measure something else, you'll tend to do what gets measured and you'll tend to not do what not gets measured. And yeah. the people at home are more important than the people at work. You measure everything at work. I like it. People at home are more important than, than people at work. Right. You know that this, I, I got this many years ago, but I didn't live it. Yeah. It's one thing that you know, but you don't live it. Right. So I got this uh, uh, election maybe six months ago, uh, when it came to me very clearly that I used to say that my business is my family. Yes. I was saying this 20 years, and then in, in one day it changed everything. Like, my family is my business, not mm. my business is my family. Right. And you said that people at home are more important than people at work. It doesn't mean that you don't like and love people at work. Right. But, but you spend more time with people at work than with people at home. It right. doesn't matter. doesn't matter. When you're on your deathbed and you look around, none of your coworkers are going to wave goodbye. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a strong one. Mm. It's a strong one. So yeah, people, we, we are in the business, we are used to track everything, numbers. Of course. To, to see how successful we are, but it's not common to us to track how much time we spend with our kids and our family. That's right. Yeah. So let, let's talk about this change. Okay. okay? Uh, why it's so hard to change? Like, the behavior change is so hard. I own a business for 20 years, I have 150 salespeople. And whenever I want to implement some change, mm. my God, it's a lot of pain. It's very hard. 
Well, the more successful we become, the more difficult it is to change. See, any human or any animal will replicate behavior that is followed by positive reinforcement. The more successful we become, the more positive reinforcement we get, and we fall into a trap. Mm. I behave this way. I am successful. Therefore, I must be successful because I behave this way. Wrong. Mm -hmm. You behave this way. You are successful because you do many things right, and in spite of doing things that make no sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we tend to repeat everything we've done because it's followed by reinforcement. Mm-hmm. The other thing that happens is the world changes. Mm-hmm. And maybe you're doing a great job in the present world. That doesn't mean you're prepared for the new world. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's somebody wrote a book once called What Got You Here Won't Get You There. Yeah. I, I, I forget who it was. A brilliant book. This uh, one, that, huh? that guy, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that guy, yeah. <laughs> that guy, yeah. So what we do, we fall into the trap that we think that what brought us here the, 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 the habits, the yeah. rituals that we have, that these habits and everything will get us to some another it, next level. Right, and, and basically, you know, what got you here is what got you to where you are. That doesn't mean that's going to get you to the next level. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm 20 years in the business. Yeah. What advice would you give me to go to the next level? Because it is obvious that I'm stuck a little bit. For, but not last six months, I'm doing some major changes. Well, I would start with yourself. Yeah. Uh, I was just uh, yesterday, day before yesterday, mm-hmm. I met with a famous man, uh, German Greff, mm-hmm. CEO of a bank, okay. Spurbank, biggest mm-hmm. bank in mm-hmm. Russia, right? Mm-hmm. Nice guy. And uh, the message I gave to him and his top management team is, you want others to change? Let them watch you change. Wow. You get input. As a president you pick of important the bank. things. Everybody, the top people, this is the top 18 people. Let them watch you change. Because, you know, you don't preach, you know, you, you guys get better. Not me, mm-hmm. of course, I'm perfect, but you, you, you. Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. Now, if you want people to get better, let them watch you get better. So it, your business people need to change, let them watch you change. Let them watch you get feedback. Let them watch you pick what's most important for you to change. And then you're leading by example, mm-hmm. you're not leading by talk. Chop. Mm-hmm. Talk is cheap. Talk is very cheap. Talk is cheap. It's interesting that probably when companies or CEOs hire you, uh, they want you them to fix some professional aspect of your life. But every book that I read from you, it's all about personal change. Right. So how do they accept that they have to change first in order their business to change? Well, I think the world is changing in a good way. Yeah. I'm very proud of one thing. The U.S. version of my book triggers 27 major CEOs endorse the book. Now, why am I so proud of that? 30 years ago, no CEO would admit to having a coach. Mm. They'd be embarrassed, mm. ashamed. Today, this is the president of the World Bank. I have a coach. CEO of the year, I have a coach. Have a coach yeah. you know, all these famous people, they have coaches. Well, how many of the top 10 tennis players have coaches? Yeah. 10? Yeah. Well, it doesn't mean there's something wrong with them. They're smart. Yeah, there is still this mindset also in our country. In this part of the world, if you have a coach, there is something wrong with you. Right. Well, is there something wrong with the top ten tennis players? No, it's not. <laughs> they all have coaches. Not. Yeah. By so the way, is there something wrong with all those people I coach? No. They're I pretty special so. people. They're look, pretty look at their names. Yeah. Not yeah. a secret who I coach. These are, you know, CEO of Pfizer and CEO of Glaxo and the president of World Bank and you know the head of the Mayo Clinic and yeah, they're not losers. No, they are not losers, certainly. <laughs> yeah, so this change, like, what about goal setting? Uh, 
I, I, I'm training also other people and I train my, my sales people and you can tell the same thing to everybody. Yes. They set goals, they get fired up, they are motivated, they go out and most of them, they don't know nothing. Right. Why? You know, we can read so many books on goal setting, uh, watch a lot of courses, but yeah. why goal setting is so hard? Goal achieving is so hard. Ah, okay. Go <laughs> goal setting is not hard. <laughs> goal setting is easy. You, did you hear that? <laughs> goal setting is easy. Goal, goal achieving is hard. So <laughs> why the goal achieving is hard? Everybody wants to be in shape, but by February the gym is empty. <laughs> <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger has got a good quote. You know, he said, nobody got muscles by watching me lift the weights. <laughs> you have to lift the weights. <laughs> It's not, <laughs> it's not hard to understand the theory of weightlifting. Oh, <laughs> just doing it is the hard part, right? You don't get these muscles by watching Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I would say um, a couple of thoughts. One is, yeah. in my book, Triggers, yeah. as we journey through life, we're constantly bombarded by triggers. Yeah. Triggers, any stimulus may impact our behavior. Mm -hmm. Now, sometimes these triggers push us toward becoming the person we want to be. In most cases, no. They push us away. Mm -hmm. We get distracted. Things come up. Uh, we hadn't planned on them. Mm -hmm. And then the day's gone. Over yeah. and over yeah. and over. And we never plan on anything bad happening. We have this no. <laughs> dream that we're going to go through these perfect days. Yeah. Yeah. No distractions. and Nobody dies. And no computers break. And, you know, everything's fine. That's not real. No. In the real world, things happen all the time. People tend to, I'm the only teacher you've ever met that's collected data from tens of thousands of people mm -hmm. who've been to my class. And I ask them, do they do what I teach and do they get better? People do the stuff, get better. People don't do the stuff, I have good news, they don't get worse. They <laughs> <laughs> stay the same. <laughs> Very unlikely to get worse, they may get better, they may stay the same. Yeah. So, so anyway, uh, years ago my biggest client was Johnson & Johnson. Mm -hmm. I had the privilege of working with their CEO at the time, Ralph Larson, down to the person number 2,000, mm -hmm. to top 2,000 leader. Okay. They all went to my class and I asked them to pick things to improve and talk to people and follow up. Very simple stuff, right? 98% said, yes, I'm going to do these things. 98%. Simple stuff. A year later, 70% did something and 30% zero. Not one minute. Now, again, I'm not ashamed of these numbers. I'm proud. 70% of 2,000 people is 1,400 people getting evaluated by 10 co-workers each. So 14,000 people have a little better life. So I'm not ashamed of that. I got to talk to people who did nothing and said, why'd you do nothing? The answer had nothing to do with ethics, values, or integrity. They won an award. Most ethical company in the world. They're good people. I'm sure your listeners are good people. Nothing to do with intelligence. They're smart people. I'm sure your listeners are smart people. The reason people did nothing had to do with the dream. Mm. Dream sounds like this. You know, I'm incredibly busy right now, given pressures of work mm -hmm. and home and new technology that follows me everywhere and emails and voicemails and competition. I, I feel about as busy as I ever have. Sometimes I feel overcommitted. I don't tell others this, but every now and again, my life feels a little bit out of control. But you know, I'm working on some very unique and special challenges right now. And I think the worst of this will be over in about four or five months. And then I'm going to take two or three weeks and get organized and spend some time with the family and begin my new healthy life program and everything will be different and, and it won't be crazy anymore. Now, how many of us have had that dream? 
I same. think you are talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> we all have the same dream. I wrote that down that we have this huge dream. Oh yeah. yeah. That the one day we won't be so busy. Anymore. Right. This it's not going to happen. When I work in big companies, I ask a question: How many of you have a boss, and you have to make numbers? Then I call on this guy, say, all right, uh, let's imagine you overachieve on every number by 25%. Yeah. Then say, next year is the boss going to say, lower the goals? No. No. What does he say? Higher. Now, you're an entrepreneur, right? Yeah, I am, yeah. Yeah. Let's say you overachieved every one of your goals by 25%. What are you going to do next year? Raise the bar. Of course. <laughs> now, the only thing that's different is when a guy works for somebody else and they have to do this, I, I make him raise his hand and say, you know, it, it is always going to be crazy. In your case, it's different. You see, you are always going to be crazy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Entrepreneur, I tell him, you're crazy. You're crazy. Who's the guy making you do this stuff? You. you. Who's your boss? Yeah, you, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. It doesn't stop. It doesn't matter if you're an entrepreneur. It doesn't matter if you're in a business. The numbers don't go down. Right. They always go up. They always go up. But the, the, the thing is that... If we, we have this dream, though. Now, yeah. the one thing you've done twice... Yeah. One word, when I talk to you, you're not supposed to start a sentence with three words. No, but, however, you do two buts. Very bad. But. Not supposed to say that. Is this? Now, now, what's your favorite charity? Um, I, I'm donating money uh, to, to kids. That Perfect. They, yeah. Well, you just lost $40 for the little kids. <laughs> Every time you do this, I would say $20. Wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. So this word but what is after this word but probably excuses huh yeah but why we make I, I think we are excuses making machines we are we and are. when someone talks to you and you say but you just meant didn't count bad Huge habit one. but 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 kid comes home from school daddy mommy five times i made the high grade and one time i made almost high grade what do we say? it was great but but why didn't you make the high grade every time you know what the kid is thinking yeah. That's great, but why do I have you for a daddy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's, tra Let's trade in for a new daddy. Let's a nice daddy, not a mean daddy. Me yeah, but really, why, why, why do we make so many But excuses? really, but really, yeah, but, but really, you did it but again. Really, yeah. Now it's 60. Why do we make so many excuses? Well, it's very hard for a variety of reasons. One, it's very hard for smart people not to constantly prove we're smart. Mm-hmm. You've spent your life being tested, test after test after test. You've had to prove how smart you are. So it's very hard to stop doing that. Hmm. Great. Yeah. See, what happens is when you're at the bottom of an organization, you mm -hmm. always have to prove yourself. Yeah. That's okay. But then you become the leader. Mm -hmm. You have to quit trying to be the smartest person all the time. Let mm. somebody else be the smart one. Hard. Mm, hard to make this transition hard. because we're so geared. My book, The What Got You Here, number one problem, winning too much. We have to win. We have to prove yeah. how smart we are. It's prove how right we are over and over and over. It's very hard to stop. We're deeply trained to do this over and over. It's hard to stop. Even mm -hmm. when it's unnecessary, we do it anyway. Great thing. So you, when you start at the bottom and you rise to the top in your organization, you think that you always have to be the smartest guy in the room. Yeah. And you have to have the answer for every question. And at the question. top, you don't have the answer. 
For example, um, if you're the CEO of a big company mm -hmm. and you know more about marketing than the marketing guy, then. more about finance than the finance person, more about HR than the HR woman, if you know more than they do, you don't mm -hmm. have a leadership problem. Mm -hmm. You have a selection problem. You picked the mm -hmm. wrong team. Mm -hmm. They should know more than you do. Well, if they know more than you do, you can't just tell them what to do and how to do it. One of my good coaching clients retired several years ago, J.P. Garnier, CEO of Glaxo. I said, what did you learn about leadership as the CEO of GlaxoSmithKline? He said, I've learned a hard lesson. My suggestions become orders. Mm -hmm. If they're smart, they're orders. And if they're stupid, they're orders. If I want them to be orders, they are. If I don't want them, they're orders anyway. Yeah. My suggestions are orders. So I asked him, what did you learn from me when I was your coach that helped you the most? He said... You taught me one lesson. It helped me be a better leader and have a happier life. I said, what was it? He said, before I speak, breathe. And ask myself one question. Is it worth it? Is it worth it? And he said, as the CEO of Glaxo, 50% of the time, if he had the discipline to breathe and ask, is it worth it, what would he decide? Am I right? Maybe. Is it worth it? No. Hmm. Wow. Great lessons here. What, what are the traits of the most successful CEOs or leaders that you worked with? Like you know, I'm top not, three maybe? I'm not an expert on all traits. Okay. The thing is I can give you the traits of the ones that get better. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I do know about that. Okay. Three things. One is courage. Courage. You have to have the courage to look in the mirror. <laughs> Very hard. And to tell the truth. Very hard. Two is uh, humility. Mm. Because you see, I can't help anyone improve if they're already perfect. Mm -hmm. So perfect, there's nothing I'm going to do to help them. They don't need me. And the third one is discipline. The discipline required to do the day-to-day -day hard work to get the job done. Courage, humility, discipline. Wow, great one. So courage to look in the mirror and to admit that you are not perfect. The courage to look in the mirror and the humility to admit you're not perfect. Yeah, yeah, and then the yeah. discipline to do something about to it. To execute. Yes. Poof. I'm getting better here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so... Uh, in the book, Triggers, yes. I read about the concept that we all have a leader, a manager inside of ourselves. And right. we have this doer, worker or employee. Right, right. So at the same time, we have to make all the plans, all the visions, setting all the goals for yourself, for others. And then you have to execute. Yeah, the manager is not the doer. Yeah. Can you elaborate on this? Yeah, in the bit? morning yeah. you wake up. Yeah. You're going to have this... You know, you're not sleepy, you wake up, you make this plan. Yeah. Healthy food day, all these good things. End of the day, tired, mm -hmm. hungry, oh, one beer maybe, two, <laughs> five. Three or four coffees. <laughs> yeah, end of the day, and you know, it's, it's all, it all disappears. Yeah. We all overestimate the value of willpower. Mm-hmm. And... Look, I pay a woman, I have a woman call me up every day. Either I pay them or it's a peer coach. Every day I have someone call me on the phone. They review these questions with me and, mm -hmm. and they listen to me read, read the answers. Now, why do I have someone call me every day? Someone said, why do you do this? Don't you know the theory about how to change? I wrote the theory about how to change. That's why I do it. It's hard. My name is Marshall Goldsmith. I got ranked number one coach in the whole world. I have a woman call me on the phone every day. She listens to me read questions I wrote every day and provide answers I wrote every day. Why do I do this? My name is Marshall Goldsmith. I'm too cowardly to do this by myself. <laughs> too undisciplined to do this by myself. I need help. And you know what? What? It's okay. 
It's okay. It's okay. We all need help. Once you admit you need help, get over that silly macho nonsense. I can do it on my own. Mm. If you could do it on your own, it's it'd be done one. by now. I meet many people that they think that they can do it on their own. Yeah, people say, how many years have you been working on this? 20 years. Okay, fine. You haven't fixed it in 20 years. Yeah. Why, is, why is tomorrow going to be different? It well, won't be different. Be, no. Make it, yeah, you're not going to fix it. No, get some no. help. But we, we uh, but <coughs> yeah, yeah, but 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 yeah, another many? another but like eighty eighty 80, bucks. 80, 80. 80 bucks or <laughs> guys, do you have some money here? Do you have some I, money I, here? I trust you. You just donated to the charity. <laughs> I will send you the money. <laughs> wow. My all-time record with one client is four hundred and twenty dollars no in, in an hour and a half. <laughs> right, right, I'm right. getting out of the room. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Uh, See this? That works. The twenty dollar thing works. So punishment also works. Yeah, like, and let me tell you what's you interesting. Attach, uh, financial. I'll tell you what's interesting about the money. Yeah, it's not the money. It's not okay. No. Uh, I, have you ever been to the beautiful airport in Delhi, India? No. Well, anyway, no. it's a beautiful airport, yeah. and it's built by my friend Mr. Jim Rao. Okay. He's a multi-billionaire. Yeah. So Bill Gates flies to India with Warren Buffett, and they're going to try to talk rich people and give money to the poor. So my friend gives a personal check for $340 million U.S. to poor people. Two days later, I'm coaching him. Same as you. 20 bucks, 40 bucks. He goes, this is expensive. <laughs> I said, excuse me, you just donated $340 million this charity two days ago. Now you're complaining about 20 bucks. 20 bucks, yeah. What's wrong with you? You know, you know what he said? I forgot. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. I didn't forget donating 300 million. I forgot. <laughs> now, let me explain the difference. Yeah. My friend writing a check for 340 million in front of Bill Gates and Warren Buffett and every newspaper in India, you know what that's called? Winning. Mm. Winning. 20 bucks. Losing. It's not the 20 bucks. Mm. It's hard for winners not to win. You don't mind giving 20 bucks to the charity. I'm sure you'd give a lot more than that all the yeah, time. Yeah. You don't like losing 20 it's bucks. It's hard so. for winners not to win. Uh, look at you. Even when I said 20 bucks, now you start thinking. <laughs> so we don't need to push ourselves to win all the time. You want to go to dinner at restaurant X. You married or single? Yeah, I'm married. I Your wife, you want to go to dinner at X. Your wife wants to go to Y. You have an argument. Mm -hmm. You go to Y. It was not your choice. The food tastes awful and the service is terrible. Option A, you could say, you know, this mistake could have been avoided if you listen to me, 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 me. Option B, you could shut up, eat the food, enjoy it, and have a nice evening. What would I do? What should I do? Almost all my clients. What would I do? Critique the food. What should I do? Shut up. And enjoy it. Enjoy it. It's hard for winners not to win. You have to prove we're right over and over and over again. Not easy. You mentioned uh, if I'm married, yeah, I'm in the relationship for 20 years, but you, you, you are married too for yeah, how many 43 years? 43 like years. 43 years. Do you have any tips, rituals or habits that you have with your wife to have this great relationship for 40 something years? Yeah, travel a lot. <laughs> yeah, I, I can see that you are traveling a lot. But <laughs> she only sees me half the time. <laughs> That's plenty. <laughs> But I, 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 I but can, uh, uh, 100 bucks, 100. I, can, I, uh, I can relate, I can relate, traveling a lot, yeah. always when I come back I feel these uh, butterflies in my stomach, it's yeah. like I, I was not there and I want to see my wife, it's Good. Yeah. 
So, it's a but, good thing. But uh, 120. <laughs> but 120. <laughs> You're learning uh, And least. still, I miss my kids. Of course. When I'm traveling. How, how did you deal, or how, no, not maybe now, but how did you deal with this feeling of guilt? I had no feeling of guilt. I you didn't? I spent 135 days, four hours with my kids. It's more than 98% of all fathers. Yeah. Why should I feel guilty? And I said, after a while, they got sick of me. Yeah, <laughs> when so when they get 17 or 16 or even before. Yeah, please, not yeah. so much. Yeah. So we have to have a system to track how much time we spend with our wives. If you want to do it. Yeah, I think this is important. I agree. This is a important. Little things like your health, working yeah. out, how much you weigh, all yeah. that stuff. Very yeah. good. Yeah. So uh, how much is uh, this relationship with your family, your wife, kids, this personal aspect of your life. How does this affect the success in the professional life? Uh, you know, for most of us, not all of us, okay, for about 80% of the people, the way we act at work is the same as we act at home. Mm. If you don't listen at work, you don't listen at home. You don't give recognition at work, you don't give recognition at home. You don't find meaning at work, you don't find meaning at home. Mm. When you have these coaching sessions with your clients mm. and you gather uh, the questionnaires and do yes. the interviews with their employees, yes. do you do interviews with uh, their loved ones? Oftentimes, yes. Not okay. always. Okay. It's up to them. Mm -hmm. If they want me to, I do, yes. And that's often more meaningful. Mm -hmm. More meaningful. That I've had a, I'll tell you two stories. Mm -hmm. One man had a problem with anger. Mm -hmm. And I had two sons and I interviewed his sons. Very impressive. Mm -hmm. One went to Princeton, one went to MIT. And very good boys. Mm -hmm. Hardworking, very impressive. Mm -hmm. And the boys said, when we would go for a vacation, we'd always bet how long it would take Daddy to get angry and ruin the vacation. Now, when he got that feedback at work about anger, he kept blaming others. It's their problem. It's not me. When his son said that, he started crying. He said, how terrible, my own sons. Well, the home, when you get the same at home and at work, you can't deny it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He can't deny it. No. It's your problem. Yeah. At work, he was blaming the others. When he saw it at home. You no. cannot blame your family then. No. Yeah. It always starts with me. Questions, yeah. Questions are powerful. I like the, the concept with, the, with asking questions before yes. you go to bed. Yeah. Can you tell me what questions do you ask yourself before you go to bed? Well, I ask myself many questions. Yeah. You know, so I have a whole laundry list of questions. If anybody would like all my questions, send me an email. Marshall at MarshallGoldsmith.com. Okay. I'll send them all my questions and an article about the process. But I ask big questions and little questions. Mm -hmm. Now, one thing that's new in my book, Triggers, I introduce is active questions. Active, yeah. Yeah, let's begin with, did I do my best to? Mm -hmm. So six questions I recommend now for everybody. Okay. And they all begin with, did I do my, my best, best to? Number one, set clear goals. Mm -hmm. Number two, make progress toward achieving my own goals. Mm -hmm. Number three, find meaning. Mm -hmm. Number four, be happy. Number five, build positive relationships. And number six, be fully engaged. Mm -hmm. Did I do my best every day to do these six, six things? things? And we've done research from thousands of people. If you just ask yourself these questions every day, mm -hmm. the scores go up because you become aware. And by the way, the one thing in life you have total control over is one question. Did I do my best? Did I do my best to? 
Yeah, you can't blame others. Mm -hmm. It's not that you did it or not, but did you do your best? Did you try? Did you try? Did you even think did, about it? Did you even try? Yeah. Well, if you didn't even try, you can't blame someone else. Mm -hmm. So the perfection is not the, the, the key goal here. The problem <clears> is if you just measure, did you achieve results? Then you blame others many times. Well, you blame others too. <laughs> that is a strong one. Yeah, because well, yeah, I didn't get this done, but they didn't help me, and he didn't do his job, and then mm -hmm, blah blah blah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. When you say, "Did I do my best?" It's me. Yeah. The hardest question has four qualities, and this is very surprising. Four qualities. Mm -hmm. One, you write the question. Why is it hard? You can't blame the idiot that mm. wrote the question. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Number two, you know the answer. Number three, you know it's important. And number four, all you have to do to make a high score is try. Mm -hmm. All you have to do is try. Now, why is that so hard? Nobody to blame. No place mm -hmm. to hide. Who's responsible? See, it's so much more fun to blame other people. This is a simple concept. You can read it everywhere. You have to take the responsibility for whatever is coming on your way in your yeah. life and business. But it's not easy to live it. No, Just and also corporations don't even reinforcement. If you look at the concept of employee engagement, mm -hmm. all they teach is uh, it's the company's problem. Mm -hmm. If the company does these things, you'll be engaged. Well, that's sort of true. Mm -hmm. But that misses half the point. Half of it's the company's problem and half of it's the employee's problem. Mm -hmm. Right. What about the comfort zones that we fall into it after a while? Very hard to change when you're comfortable. Some of the best coaching I ever got that I didn't listen to is uh, I met a famous man named Dr. Paul Hersey. Mm -hmm. He was kind enough to let me follow him around. He invented situational leadership with Ken Blanchard many years mm -hmm. ago. And then uh, one day he got double booked. He said, can you do what I do? I said, I don't know. He said, I'll pay $1,000 for a day. It was 41 years ago. I was 28. This is how you started with coaching. Mm -hmm. That was the question on my list. I said, I'll try. I, I went to work. I was very successful. The client was angry when I showed up because it wasn't him, but then I was very successful. And he said, you want to do this again? That's how I got into business. Then two years later, he called me in and he said, you're making too much money running around like a chicken with your head cut off. You're not becoming the person you could be. And at the rate you're going, you'll have a good life mm -hmm. and make money and be successful, but you'll never be the person you could be. And I'd say for 10 years he was right. I really wasn't becoming the person I could be. So it's very hard when we're comfortable, mm -hmm. when things are good, making some money, successful, to kind of coast. Mm -hmm. And not to say, am I becoming the person I could be, or am I just repeating this pattern? While I'm earning all this money. And yeah, yeah. This is a powerful question. Mm -hmm. Am I becoming the person that I could be? Right. Because what you don't want to do is you don't want to be an old man, mm -hmm. look back on your life and say, I wish I would have. I wish I would have this. Yeah. More time for my kids, more time for my family, right. more time for myself. Yes. Do you see this often, that people regret what they didn't do in the past? Yeah, often, not always. It's hard, probably, to look in the mirror and... I don't have many regrets. No? You no. don't have? What would you do differently? No. Oh, nothing. No, nothing. You know what? I would do absolutely nothing different. Mm -hmm. Why? 
It's not that everything I did was perfect. Mm, and that's great. Yeah. I made many mistakes. Mm -hmm. On the other hand, if you look at where I'm from, very poor. Yeah. The first four years I was in school, we didn't even have indoor toilets. We had outdoor toilets, no plumbing, primitive. Very low income, low education. Yeah. Uh, to go from there to here, almost impossible. Any change I made, the odds on it making things better, slim. The odds on it making things worse, highly probable. Mm -hmm. And even the mistakes I made, which I've made many mistakes, you learn from your mistakes. Yeah, yeah. If you didn't make the mistake, you wouldn't have learned. So I wouldn't change anything because my life ended up being far better than I could have ever dreamed. Mm -hmm. And anything I would have changed. And again, it's not that I did everything perfect. Yeah. It's if I changed, the assumption is you'd be better. Not necessarily. See, those failures, mm -hmm. that's how you learn. You take away the failure, yeah. you're also taking away everything you learned from the failure. Mm -hmm. And you might not be better off, you might be worse off. Mm -hmm. You mentioned your childhood. Your, your family was poor. Mm -hmm. So wh what was your relationship with your uh, parents? Like? Oh, my mother was a teacher, Did they but you? she didn't teach when I was growing up, so I was her only student. So I knew how to add, subtract, multiply, and divide before I went to school, so I had a huge advantage over the other mm -hmm. kids. Mm -hmm. My mother did nothing but teach me. Did you get any traits from them that helped you to oh, get yeah. you here where you are today? If it weren't for my mother, I wouldn't be here. I mean, uh -huh. And then my father had a good sense of humor, mm -hmm. so I got that from him. Yeah, I can see every speech that you, yeah. you deliver, it's filled with humor. Yeah, <laughs> I got that from my father. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you got sense of humor from your father and... Uh, Thinker, from, thinker from your mother, mm -hmm. a good combination. So you end up with a thinker with a good sense but of humor. But you are not good uh, at the mechanic. <coughs> yeah, but 140, you didn't count one. But you are not good at the mechanic. You are not good at the mechanic. You are not good at the mechanic. Because of my mother. Yeah. She didn't want, my dad had the little gas station, mm -hmm. so she didn't want me to work there. She so didn't want you to work there. Of course not. Oh, no. Not her boy. She was smart. You have no mechanical skills, you will never have skills. My mother, when I'm a boy, you have no mechanical skills. Never will you have skills. So I don't learn. Sure. It wasn't until I was 26, I finally realized I had no mechanical skills because she told me that. <laughs> so this is like uh, imprinting Pro the Pro belief programming. system. Programming. Programming, yeah. And can it we works. Talk about, can, can we talk about the programming a little bit? Like, sure. This was literally the belief system that she... Yeah, she's, what'd she teach me? Imprint. You're smart. Yeah. And you have no mechanical skills. Okay. Both. Yeah. Very smart, no mechanical skills. So guess what? You grew up trying to prove you're smart, you have no mechanical skills. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. Life. How, how many beliefs do we get from our parents that can help or yeah, and, not and, help? And a lot out? of this is just programming. Like mm -hmm. I'll coach a CEO. Mm -hmm. The guy will say, I can't listen, I can't listen. I've mm -hmm. never been able to listen, I can't listen. I look in the guy's ears. Why can't you listen? You have something stuck in there? Well, he can't listen because he keeps telling himself he can't mm -hmm, listen. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, There's mm -hmm. no genetic reason you can't listen. But he got this uh, somewhere. Uh, uh, <laughs> How much is it, guys? It's 180. Uh, I'm, I'm investing in my, in my knowledge right now. You are. And you're, helping, <laughs> you're helping these poor little children. Can you, can you say again these words that I cannot say? No, but however. No but and however. however. The, the but is a big one for you, though. The but, yeah, the but. I have to work on my yeah, butt. You have to work on, on my that. butt. <laughs> <laughs> no, 
I have a funny story. Yeah. I was interviewed by the New York Post years ago. And the interviewer had a terrible attitude. You know, business people are jerks and they have to hire some fool like me and they're all ah, blah, blah. Finally, I said, my clients are not nearly as bad as you. You start every sentence with no butter, however, just a terrible habit. Starting now, every time we do this, it's like $20. So he said, but 20, 40, 60, and then go 80. He said, I didn't say but. I said, yeah, you did. He said, I did not. Then I said, you sure? I'm positive. Then I said, oh, look, that's a tape recorder. Oh, it has a rewind button. Let's <laughs> rewind. Said, yeah. Then he plays it back. But he goes home, he listens to it, and then it gets worse. Then he goes to his wife. He goes, I don't do that to you, do I? <laughs> His wife started pounding. He wrote, the, he wrote the nicest story. You know what he said in the story? I went into this interview with the idea that business people are jerks. At the end of the interview, I decided maybe I ought to look in the mirror. Who am I to judge these people? Who am I to judge mm -hmm. them? It's a great story because he realized we're all just humans. We're all humans. Then. Hmm. Yeah, this belief system is strong. I think it's keeping us from achieving what we want. Yeah. Meetings. If you are a CEO or entrepreneur, you have to have meetings. So this is my belief now. I hate meetings. Okay. I really hate meetings. You want more or coaching? Maybe I am hating Bre something. Breathing, breathing, breathing. Breathe. Now you want more coaching. More coaching yeah. for you? Yeah. Never say that again. No. Okay. Never say that again. Yeah. As long as you say, I hate meetings, yeah. guess what? You hate meetings. You're going to hate meetings. Yeah. Then every meeting you're in, you hate meetings. You're going to hate it. You're not focused. Who is that terrible person forcing you to hate meetings? I think I have to look in the mirror. Exactly. Quit saying that. I'm telling this to myself for the last 20 years. I know. Why? What do you gain by telling that to yourself? Nothing. I want to think that I have something more important to do. Ooh. Or I don't. Or oh, what is what is up? Oh, what is up oh, now? Uh, 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 ego, ego, yeah. ego. Yes, Marshall. I am above what, the meetings. Yeah. Below me, I have more important things to do than deal with those boring people. Yeah. Is ah, that what I just heard? Okay. I heard that. Didn't Great. I? Little Great ego. One. Little ego talking. Great one. <laughs> and, and I have many friends. They tell the same shit. Mm -hmm. It's good. Or maybe I don't know how to run meetings. Well, if you're running the meeting and you hate it, whose fault is that? I think it's me, <laughs> again, course. in the mirror. Now, I'm going to give you an exercise. Okay. If you had to go to a meeting, let's say it's not your meeting. Mm -hmm. Someone else is running the meeting. I am participating. You're participating. Okay. You have to go. Okay. At the end of the meeting, you're going to be asked four questions. Did I do my best to be happy? Mm -hmm. Did I do my best to find meaning? Did I do my best to build positive relationships? And did I do my best to be fully engaged? If you knew you were going to be tested mm -hmm. on those questions, you'd act different. Yeah. You would you'd be act there. much different. You'd act very different. Yeah. So guess what? Starting Powerful. now. Powerful. Starting now, do test yourself. You see, if yeah. you're in that meeting and you're bitter and disengaged, mm-hmm. And one hour of your life just disappeared. Yeah. The real loser is not everyone else. The real loser is you. You're not, and one thing you learn when you get older, you don't get the hour back. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. What about 
like types of meetings, how often should we meet with our top people? Depends. I can't give you a cookie cutter yeah, answer. Uh -huh. My friend Alan met with his team every week. Every week. When he turned around forward, yes. Mm -hmm. Fantastic job. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you also have some... He loved meetings. Yeah? After he met you, probably. He loved meetings before he met me. Yeah. So I was so good at them. Yeah. I think one guy wrote a book, Meetings Sucks. Well, yeah. There you go. You like that book? No. I, I like that book because it gave me some perspective that I, I, I should structure my meetings with my people, you know, salespeople, good, top good, good. people. But it didn't give me the perspective that you gave me. Right. Thank you very much. This, is, this was a huge one. If you want more success tips, motivational stories, personal growth advice, incredible personal stories, and other useful life tips, follow me on social media. You can find me as Smilion Mori on Facebook and Instagram and Smilion Mori Warrior Family on YouTube. If you are in the MLM industry, visit my website smilionmori.com and start your six-figure business.